Welcome back to another episode of Meredith with a Y. And today we are actually jumping back into a topic from a couple of weeks ago, talking to counsel. I think that we're doing that today, Allison. Yes, yes ma'am. All right. So stay with us and let's see where this goes. Hello, everyone. This is Meredith with a Y, and I am your host, Meredith Willits. Today, we are going to go deep, changing lives, and I am giving you the keys to the castle. All right, Allison. So I guess we're talking to counsel, and before we jumped on, I'm like, okay, time to tap in, Meredith. (laughs) Time to be intentional. That's the major tap in. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was something that we kind of circled around a couple of weeks ago. Then we did a U-turn and talked about something completely different. So I thought we should come back to that since we kind of dipped our toe in the water and it was a really interesting conversation, energy, and I thought we should really explore that. And I guess just to start off, maybe we can give a little context to people who are like, what are you talking about, counsel? Yeah. What's, what does that even mean? They're like, so they're at the UN this week? Uh, No. Yeah. So basically when I started doing QHHT, which is like the past life regression hypnosis, while people were under, I was able to see that they were kind of talking to or having contract with these different, I guess you would call them like entities. And to me, they show up in the form of like, a blob of like color and um, they don't necessarily have a face in my mind's eye, but they do definitely have a color and they kind of stand quote unquote stand or are arranged from left to right as a color. Funny enough, I saw a video yesterday of this girl and she, it was her, her, her hook was the biggest mistake I've ever made in psychic mediumship. And she had given a reading to someone and this person contacted them after that that reading and said, Hey, I don't know if you know this, but you're actually tapping into the Akashic records. Now for, for background of that, the Akashic records are kind of like a book, quote unquote book, energetic book on every single person or sort energy or spirit or whatever you want to call it of everything they've ever done and everything they ever will do. And as she was describing this, I was kind of thinking to myself, because when I do past life readings, they tend to be to my left And when they show up as future readings, they tend to be to my right. And that was kind of how she described it as well-ish. And so I just thought that was kind of fascinating that like, you know, when I look to counsel, they kind of show up left to right. And when I look at past lives, they're left and right. So like, there is something definitely to this that obviously other psychic mediums are seeing and channels are seeing as well. And I did see another, um, I don't know if anyone knows who Bashar is. He's a channel. He's a channeled entity that this guy started channeling quite a few years ago. Anyways, it's just been interesting that all of this is starting to come into my awareness because I just do what I do. I don't really look into how I'm doing it or why I'm doing it or others are doing it. Sorry, my voice is a little weird this week. I My son's playing in like baseball championship stuff and I'm yelling. So yeah, I, I, I think that the I think that this is really cool. And actually there's a different entity that's showing up right now that doesn't look like any of council. They're much larger and have a very um, much more dense presence. So I'm going to be interested to see who this is that's showing up right now. All right. Well, let's do it. (laughs) Who are you? Who are you Um, and why are you here? So when I was watching the video where the guy who channels Bashar was talking about it, he said that he had put things in place before coming into this lifetime so that when he finally did start channeling, he wouldn't be afraid and would know it was real. And we all do this in our life in one way, shape or form. We we put little you know breadcrumbs, if you will, that lead us to the path we're going to go. And so as I'm asking this, this entity right now, who are you? Because he's showing up very large. When I look at council, they kind of float up in the air. They're like small to medium size. They... I mean, to be honest, they look they look like sperm kind of floating in an upright position, all in different colors of the rainbow from left to right. This guy is 
like almost on top of me and he, right now. And he's kind of like gray and black in color and very, very dense. And I'm asking him who he is. It's giving me a lot of anxiety. And he's basically, it feels like a male energy. Yeah, it could be female, actually, now that I say that. It's he keeps saying, I've been assigned to you. So I'm right now in this moment, as you're literally, I'm recording this, I'm wondering if these videos that I've been watching this week were put in front of me to let me know that this was coming. And the fact that you knew we were going to be doing this podcast today. And so like, this is this is the way synchronicities work. To be honest, you're like listening in real time, the way a synchronicity works and how it plays out. And uh, I have also been really um, uncomfortable this week. And when I'm physically uncomfortable, like uncomfortable, like I just feel like I need to keep moving. I need to keep myself occupied. Um, nothing I do is making me feel content. Usually when I feel that way, because I never feel that way, that means something is about to shift. Like I was sitting in the backyard with my husband. He had just come home from a long trip. I should be perfectly happy there sitting with him. And I just can't get comfortable. I can't relax. I'm agitated. And I am not that person. So I'm wondering, it feels like that this some sort of assignment entity uh, has been coming all week, which I'm here for it, I guess. Kind of Does it feel like a new energy? Because I know yeah. that you had it. That made me think when you described the energy in front of you that I know you've described an energy previous that was like a spirit guide type of energy that sounds like it's very similar to the one that you're describing. Really? Yeah. Because this is just like very large and it's, it almost feels like as I'm sitting here with it, that um, it's always been here, but I just haven't decided or been ready to pick up on it yet. So you previously had described to me at one point that I don't know if it was when you were doing your past life regression or when you connected, but it was almost like a, like, it was like this big, like almost like caveman-esque type of energy. Do you feel like this is the same energy or do you feel like this is different? It feels very different. And I actually have been for the last couple of days getting really dizzy too. Sometimes people have like ringing of the ears. That can be your your hearing leveling up to be able to hear spirit. Your eyes can get real wonky when you're getting um, leveled up to be uh, more in tune with clairvoyance. And this week I've been really dizzy and I kind of feel that way right this second where it almost feels like this entity is kind of trying to become one with me. And I know if you're listening to this and you're listening to my normal podcast, this seems very bizarre. And I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. It feels very bizarre to me too. When I look at the caveman-esque type person, he's still behind me over here in the corner. His energy feels very manageable, very calm, very almost human, just very manageable human energy. This feels much bigger than that. So, so can you ask the energy why they're here, what they need, what's happening? Like, can you converse with them in some way? Yes. So when you just said, why are you here? It's like, because she's ready. She's letting go of all of the things that were stepping in her way to prevent her from speaking about this in this way. I spoke about it uh couple series ago, maybe about my friendship breakup. And I tried to letting that person back in my life. And it, of course, blew up in my face. And so that is on its exit again. And it feels like that was the last kind of component. Another thing is drinking alcohol. And you and I talked about this, I think at the end of the recording last week, or maybe a week before, you know, during COVID, I was kind of like doing what a lot of other people were doing, which is wasting time drinking and sitting around with your 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 bubble of friends that has completely left I mean like left my my vision I still drink I'm not sober but I've completely shifted so that seems like a big component and also this concept of moving forward in my life fearlessly so all the, these things of like really starting to recognize what does and doesn't serve me 
and leveling up physically with regard to the drinking and fearlessness, courage seem to be all um, a huge component of it. And they're laughing right now at me. <laughs> they're like, duh, duh. Are you ready? Yeah. And so it sounds like you've gone through these transformative periods. You've learned lessons, which is what you always talk about. It's like, it's not, hey, at this time, this is when that's going to happen. It's like when you when you check the boxes, when you do the things, then the next thing comes up and the next thing happens. Yeah, they'll wait um, forever. They'll wait till the next lifetime. They'll wait for 10 lifetimes from now. You know, that's the thing. I get so many people that are like, when am I going to meet the man of my dreams? And I'm always like, it could be in five minutes. It's up to you if you're ready. And that's how this feels in this moment. It's so palatable. It's like, we've been waiting for you. And that's what spirit is waiting for all of you, you know, your higher selves, your experience, your person, partner of your dreams, life of your dreams, job of your dreams, they're all waiting for you to be ready enough to be accepting of feeling worthy of whatever it is. It's all just waiting for that clarity. I'm not special. I've said that a hundred times. It's just a matter of I'm just wacky enough crazy enough to actually speak about this. Think how many people maybe do have this ability and don't speak about it. So I think that's just really the only difference in this moment. They're laughing at me and they're saying, no, actually it is a little bit different. Yes, you are special. Stop denying it. But I love when I'm wrong and I have to say that I'm wrong. Like I'm like, I'm giving this like fantastic speech about how like X, Y, Z and they're like, no, actually it's a little different. (laughs) It's like, stop. Stop. That's not nice. I was just giving a great speech. <laughs> so are you willing to like on air tap into this energy and like be willing to hear whatever is there for you? Um, I think that this would be a good opportunity for you to be actually ask questions. For me to ask questions kind of for you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So why are you here for Meredith? Let's see here. It's not that I'm here for Meredith. It's just that she would be the person that would be speaking. It's more about being here as another point of light and a point of reflection of what's going on in the world and what needs to change. So it's just more of another opportunity of a mouthpiece. It has absolutely really nothing to do with Meredith, except for like she had just mentioned that she's willing to to speak the speak. She's willing to put it out there where and when we need it. So there's a lot of people actually around the world globally that that is doing this. And it's just she's ready to be able to um, articulate what it is that we need people to hear at this time. What is it that you need people to hear at this time? The the thing is, is there's so many people that are living in such a huge state of fear and also in a state of almost slavery to the fear. They're, they're living, it's the minority is leading and it doesn't need to be that way. The minority of the mindset and the thought process, there's so many people that are around the globe. And as Meredith has actually talked about before with uh, about the TikTok is that that is one way that we have been able to get the messaging out, whether people realize that or not, it's definitely a component to us giving, getting the message out. And so we're like trying to get people, humans to understand that if they did band together in what they want, what, what humans actually do want, instead of letting the the talking heads of the planet run everything, everything would shift. They keep talking about there's some sort of volcano that's going to erupt. Uh, and it's like, it feels like it's in a weird place. There's some sort of component to the thing that I'm, I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to figure out what he's talking about. Is it a physical volcano or um yeah or like an emotional okay? No, it feels like a physical volcano. Um, anyways, so uh, what does that have to do with anything? What are you talking about? The what, yeah, what does the volcano have to do with society and people getting messages? 
or so whatever the, you're trying to communicate. Yeah. So these things show up as um, huge. They're talking like mass hysterias. It's to it's to jar it's to jar us. So just like when something happens in our personal life, they're showing when something happens in our personal life, like something traumatic happens, it kind of snaps us out of our sleep. They're showing, he's showing like, there's these things that we do to snap us, snap you out of your sleep. And as they're showing it to me, it's almost like there's like, if you looked at the globe, there's, there's these points inside of the earth that, because it almost feels like in this moment, it's like an extraterrestrial energy, but it's what we would view as extraterrestrial energy, but they work by way of them <laughs> through the earth. Then from the earth, it actually creates this, you know, calamity, catastrophe to kind of snap humans back into shape, so to speak, into like remembering what's important. So all of these things that happen on the planet are trying to, they're trying to remind us what's important and they work. This entity is working by way of the physical manifestation of a higher level, which would we would consider um, aliens. And they have some way of working inside of the earth to create calamities. They also work by way of humans even to create calamities what a weird word calamities. They're, I mean, when I'm mm. looking at like a, a hurricane, they're like, they're like, that's a calamity. And so these things, nine 11 was a calamity. And so these things that they create is to try and get humans to get back to basics. And so the volcano is a calamity to help us snap back into that space. The weird thing about this volcano is it feels like it's in the Northeast because I keep trying to move it and it won't move. So I don't even know of any mountains or whatever in the Northeast, but it feels like it's in the Northeast. It's in a really weird place. Is it in Westchester, Pennsylvania? (laughs) (laughs) uh, Maybe I'll be away that weekend. No, it feels like it's more like in New York. Mm. Well, that's the old mountains, right? Those are the old, old, old mountains, which there's got to be faults under there for the mountains to have occurred. Yeah, it feels like it's over there somewhere because I keep trying to move it and I can't move it. And why does this entity want to talk to you about that specifically? So that we're not, we're not afraid. It's like when I'm looking at like the parting of the Red Sea, right? Like all these miracles that were created that are spoken about in the Bible, whether you believe in that or not, some of them happened, right? Like let's just present 1% of them happened. So many of them were to try and help humans with their faith. So many of these things happen to go, yo, I just parted the Red Sea. I just walked on water. I just healed a a blind man. I just three fish into a thousand fish. Those things were put here to try and remind people of the faith that they can have. And they were so obvious. They were such, they were so quote easy. And so when these things come in, it's, it's a little bit different of a steer So back then, the steer was to understand and have faith and trust, right, in in these, in Jesus or in the Jews, in the leadership, right, so that they were not afraid and that they followed and that they did the certain things. This is quite a bit different. This is more in line with we are following the wrong thing. Mm. We are getting caught up in the wrong thing. And they, it's like they they try to keep bringing us back to the basics of humanity, but people are so power hungry. It's like everyone's trying to get the power grab for egos, ba- you know, ego sake. And it's, they're just trying to snap us out of it because like right now and- there's just so much destruction of the world with regard to like weird stuff like paints and plastics and, and smog, like the regulations of, of companies is so out of control that it's like no one's no one's at the helm watching to make sure that people are taken care of. No one cares anymore. About the earth. About the earth, about people that, you know, might be living under a billion power lines or next, like, you know, the Flint, Michigan energy, if you will. Like no one's like no one cares, you know, and it's and it's sad. It, people have just stopped caring. 
And they, they, they're, it's like, they're shaking us trying to let us care. Yeah. Like wake up and look yeah. at what's happening around you. Do you feel like this volcano is something that is close time-wise? Time-wise? I can't really see a timeline for it so much. It seems, cause to me, it seems more immediate. Like if we got off this podcast recording and they're like, uh, you know, this just erupted in New York. I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. It seems like it's kind of coinciding coinciding with political atmosphere. Mm. So the way that they're showing it to me, and I think I've mentioned this be here before, but a lot of the weather that we see and a lot of the calamities that we see are very in line with the the rage because we are at one with nature. We there's no difference between us and the tree. We are the tree. We are made up of the same energy of the tree, of the earth, and so on and so forth. So where we go, as we go, the earth goes. Just like as the earth goes, we go. There is no separation. But people only see it as the earth goes, we go. So when there's a hurricane, we need to move. If there's flooding, right? If there's a storm, we need to react to the storm. But what they're not understanding is that as we go, the storm goes. It's reciprocal, but we don't see it that way. And so mm. there's going to be something that's going to be happening. Um, and I keep seeing something with regard to DeSantis energy. There's going to be something that happens. And that's why they're saying the uprising, this this explosion will also coincide with this explosion from the ground. Kind of mind-blowing that it's like in New York area, though. Yeah, that's so interesting. We'll obviously have to see how all of that unfolds. Is the main message that you're getting about this volcano, like, is that the topic that is feeling like it wants to come out? Is there other things that need to be said with regard to messaging that people need to hear? I think the opening was, you know, we like almost like, hey, you are a channel, you are a vessel to be able to speak to people. So what do we need to hear? Yeah, it's definitely a sadness that's coming through in the second of mm. the fact that, you know, we, we come into this experience wanting or desiring to be so heart centered and humanity so quickly loses that for a, a many myriad of reasons. It could be because of family life or, you know, security issues like, you know, food, shelter, and then believing that survival is based on really steeping inside of your ego. And the fact is, is that we are all being taken care of if we can really actually not live in a space of fear and instead live in a space of heart centeredness, it works out so much better. And so they're, they're at this, cause he's kind of looking over to council in this moment. And it is the root chakra kind of color, like this other black and red kind of color council member. It's like, they're trying to figure out how we can maintain humanity while at the same time allowing us to move away from ego and more into spirit. And so that is why we're entering this age of Aquarius. We're entering this age where the veil is lifted, where more and more people are coming out as channels and psychics and mediums and coming out from, you know, the CIA and all of these things saying, yes, aliens are real. Yes, astral projection is real. It's been around for decades and we're just letting you see the paperwork now. So this has been happening for for quite a while and they're just dropping, like, as I said, breadcrumbs to allow us to see who we really are. So we're, we're literally moving back. We're moving forward, but we're moving towards understanding Christ consciousness and that we are... So the difference between us and Jesus was that Jesus remembered, Jesus knew who he was. He knew that he was spirit that was in the form of human and that he had the same powers that we all do, right? And so they're letting us remember. So when we're seeing people 
heal themselves from stage four cancer, when we're seeing people start to do all of these things and know things and see things and just enter into a totally different stratosphere of psychic ability and healing ability and moving away from the three-dimensional. I mean, it's basically like they're obliterating like Western medicine even. They're like, Western medicine is so based in the ego and so based in false practices is what they're saying in so many ways that we have to move back to more of an Eastern relationship with the mind, body, spirit connection. So they're really trying to move us into this new age slowly. So because that is the awakening, right? The awakening is letting go of the ego and moving into the energy of spirit, living in a more spirit-based experience. And so if the entire population allowed their ego to fall and knew everything all at once, it would be such a dark night of the soul for the entire planet that it would be it would be so overwhelming. So what they're talking about in this moment is, you know, like when they said um, in the Bible about how Jesus will come and everyone will see him, everyone will know it is him, right? This is what they're talking about. Everyone will have this same experience because it's happening so slowly and it's happening like breadcrumbs that we will all be able to experience this awakening from the three-dimensional, from ego-based into more of the nine-dimensional, fifth-dimensional direction. Otherwise, the planet won't will cease to exist. We cannot continue to go in the direction we're going. The planet cannot exist in this way. It's way too corrupt. It's way too greedy. Because the thing of it is, is this. Millionaires and billionaires, the people that rule the world, right? They know what I'm saying is true. They know what I'm saying is true in that we are eternal beings. This life does and doesn't matter all at the same time. So nothing that they do, they know it's this. They know they're not going to go to hell. I actually saw this with that Titan submarine, and then it reverted back to financial. The people went down in that submarine. They know they're going to come back just in another lifetime. They know there's no hell. They know there's there's no you're not going to die. You're just going to be reborn into another life experience. It's not the end of you. And they know that beyond a shadow of a doubt. And that's how they work financially as well. Millionaires and billionaires are fearless because they know they truly cannot fail. They know they're eternal. They have that sense of knowing. They 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 are on to the secret, right? And so that is why they live so fearlessly financially. And they live fearlessly when it comes to being cruel, I guess you could say, to humanity. But what counsel and this entity that's coming in is trying to express is that that's not even working anymore because they're they're living haphazardly. They're not protecting what it is that they're supposed to protect, which is the earth and humanity and this this experiment of this planet, if you will. It's like they're too smart for their own good, these millionaires and billionaires that live fearlessly because they know there's really no repercussions for doing it and it's destroying the earth. Isn't there karma? Yeah, I was looking at that while you were. While you were. Well, I was thinking the question that you know I was going <laughs> to ask you. I was thinking about that as I was looking and there, yes, there is, but they know that even that is sort of like a slap on the wrist and it, it can be gotten rid of. It feels as if when I'm looking at them, they're for some reason, they kind of remember in a different way than we do. It's almost as if there's like a club that they're aware of these things. Like this information is in a book somewhere that they're privy that to. reminds that reminds me of what's that thing that all the presidents are in? Yes, that's what I was just looking at. Yeah, that's what I kept thinking while you were saying that. And I've heard that before, that it's like you they're all of the elite, basically like bajillionaires and high level people are allowed into like to like see beyond the veil sort of a thing. 
Yeah. And that's exactly how I'm seeing it. It's like, they're just going to, because they know they can manipulate energy. They know they can manifest. They know that they can get back to this point. So it's like, we're just going to jump in and jump out again. We're just going to jump in and jump out again. So let me have them jump out. (sighs) So then I have them jump out, AKA die. And they go back to having conference with, with council. It's very all over the place kind of energy. It's very chaotic energy. And they, it's, it's like they figured out a way to just come in and go out as they please. It's very haphazard. It's, it's, it's bizarre to watch. It's very bizarre to watch, which is sad because the one guy that was on the Titan, I believe he was some sort of like naval guy or something. He wasn't one of the millionaires and billionaires. And like he wasn't privy to their lack of fear of death. He wasn't privy to that understanding. He was there as a three-dimensional passenger and ended up dying. Why, if these energies that are coming in and being chaotic and are aware of that, it almost seems like it's like, hey, I have the magic, but I'm using it in a dark way is kind of how I think about it when you're talking. And I don't know if that's what you mean, but why are they... Like, why would council allow that to occur? So when they come in, when they come in and they make the 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 deal, right, the the contract to come in, it's weird. I've never seen anything like this before. It's like, it's like they're going back on their word. It's like they're going back on what they're supposed to do. It's like a little kid that's like, now don't you don't you touch that Twinkie on the table? And they're like, I won't. And now I mean it this time. Don't you touch that Twinkie. I'll be right back. And every single time they eat it, there's just like some of these energies that are just, they're supposed to come in and it's almost like they're supposed to come in and like, maybe, maybe they're hoping that they'll do kind of like what I'm doing, but they don't, they don't do it. They still, they can remember. And I don't know why they can remember. There's something about their DNA that allows them to remember. But don't they know that they're going to use it for like a negative purpose? I guess they don't know. Well, it's like us, we still have free will. So as long as we're coming into this as a human, we can have all the contracts in the world and they can keep steering us, but we still have free will to not do what it is we're supposed to do on this planet. So it's exact. So what they just showed me in that moment, it's kind of like the Adam and Eve theory, right? It's, it's like, they would technically know that they're going to eat the apple, right? They knew-ish, or they hoped that they would just live in Eden. But instead, they didn't do that. They had free will. And that's kind of the same energy. It's like once you're born, your free will is allowed to be free will. You know, in... And sometimes that goes not the way that they want it to. But why would you do that? Like, why would you? Why would they even be allowed to be reborn again if it's so disruptive to the planet? That's what doesn't make sense to me. But I think that's part of the the cue. That's part of being like lined up. It's part of the process is getting to a place of love. And they're, it's like they're not getting there. So they keep trying to send them back to let them learn. But it's like they're not learning. They're not leveling up. They have the knowledge without the leveling up behind it. Will they ever stop them? Can you ask that? Or is that something that's kind of like a rule where it's like you can't can't mess with that? It's it's not about stopping them. It's about all of all of the others, like all of us catching up to it. And using they're, it for good. Yeah, but they're actually part of a process. Like they're part of us learning about this type of thing. They're it's up to us to learn from them. And that's why it's like we're speaking about this on this podcast. And I'm sure other podcasts and other people are speaking about this as well. Like when I saw, like I said, that thing about the Titan, I was like, they went down in the Titan 
with the same energy that they do everything. It's fearless. There is no consequence. So this consequence that we have made up in our head as humans is is make-believe. It's fear-based based in religion to control us. We are slaves to education and to religion. I was just watching this video the other day about um, the slave Bible. If you haven't heard about the slave Bible, look it up. And basically the slave Bible, they took out all the chapters and verses and anything where it says like no man should keep a slave and all anything that had to do with an uprising or being a slave or keeping slaves, all of that was removed from like, let's say the King James Bible. And then this mm-hmm. new created Bible was given to slaves. And as I was watching this video, I'm like, we're literally no different. Like they can add in and take away whatever they wanted to take in um, and put in to create slaves to religion. Right? right. So whatever they put in there where, you know, humans are like, oh God, I have to do this or I'm going to, to go to hell. So although I talk about the Bible, although I talk about Jesus and I talk about these things, I'm talking about them from a very, almost one point of reference that this, this person existed, this is who they were, this was the point of them being here. And all of it is to say that we are that of the same energy of Jesus. We will do greater things than he. And the only truth is love. Outside of that, I really don't reference too much outside of ideologies, if you will, with regard to, again, love, right? But what the Bible has done and what religion has done is create slaves. And so what they're trying to do is they're trying to say, remove the slavery that you have attached yourself to, which is this belief in hell. But it's so funny because what's interesting is that that energy of religion, the fear of the fear of hell is what keeps people in check. And these millionaires and billionaires, if you will, are not in check. And so that's kind of what it looks like is not being in check is is understanding that we're just energy. So it's kind of interesting that if we did do that, would we all become like that? Would we all become willy nilly all over the place just doing whatever it is that we want to do? Would we all be fearless? But they're saying that there's enough balance on the planet that they would still be the minority. Mm, Yeah. See, because I was thinking the same thing you were thinking in that question. So I think it's really interesting that this is coming up. I was looking for something that I wanted to share with you because I think it's very in line with what you're saying. And it's something that I, I was like pondering. And I think we're all kind of feeling it. Like, I feel like everybody that's intuitive or sensitive in any way is feeling like there's a lot going on right now. There's like shifting energies. Like it's very palatable, probably even if you're not, (laughs) it's just, it's a lot. So Ainsley McLeod is a channel. He does a ton of past life regression. I'm actually reading one of his books right now. And he just posted something about, uh, when was it that he posted this? I just want to do a quick read. Yeah. Right at the end of June, like one of the last days of June, he says that the entire human race is undergoing a huge shift in consciousness, one that will take our species to a higher level of being. And he said his spirits, spirit guides call it the transformation. He said it's the second time in roughly 55,000 years that we've entered a new phase of our existence. And the first time we did it, that humans moved from a level of awareness to a level of like a a level of awareness based on like instinct to a level of free will. Mm -hmm. And he's saying now that we're doing it, it's helping us. And it's just funny. The reason this struck me is because you use exactly the same words. He said the reason that it's happening is that it's helping our souls restructure both our internal and external worlds to be more heart centered. <laughs> That's great. Which is exactly, yeah, exactly. And the by the way, I use. don't follow this guy and I am not, I'm not reading his book, so I don't know anything oh, yeah. about this. I know you're not. <laughs> <laughs> but so I, crazy. So I just thought like, it's very interesting. And I was like, I want to read that because I feel like just to tune into that, because I think everyone that is sensitive has this, um, ability to read. Right. But like, we all look at it, the same picture and we could probably describe it three different, 300 different ways, a million different ways. Right. So like when I say that, and I hear you say that, like, it's just, it's interesting to hear 
I guess, I guess my question is when I read that and you're kind of looking at it and tapping into that, does that align with what you're getting? And like, what are the nuances that you would say, like, yes, and to that? Like, how would you kind of pair off of that one? Yeah, my yes, and is definitely like, we're still going to have levels of shit inside of this next transformation. Like, you know, as I'm looking at it, and like the other thing is too, is like, you're literally listening to this as in real time. Like you're literally all listening to me, watch this in real time and try to digest it. Whereas someone that's writing a book, they can kind of like spend a little bit more time articulating it onto paper. So if it does sound a little staccato and all over the place, I'm literally trying to figure it out while I'm watching it happen in front of me. And so when I'm seeing it in front of me, I'm like, well, why are there still, quote, bad guys, right? Why are there still people that that know the secret, that know this and are still, quote, using it for bad? And what they're saying is, is we st- we're not we're not moving to the mountain with Buddha. We are still going to have levels of humanity, both good, bad and evil. Right. So because we still need to learn we still need to be pushed and pulled and challenged by way of the humans and experiences on this planet, but it's going to be in a different way. It's going to be in a, in a different um, capacity. Like you're saying, it was kind of like a survival right? Just survival. And then it's like, okay, now we're not just going to survive. We're going to, thrive. And now we're not going to just thrive. We're going to be using our intuition almost at all times. So it's kind of like we're leveling up as humanity does, but there's still going to be levels inside of that humanity, inside of the fifth dimensional kind of energy spirit situation. There's still going to be levels or there's no reason to have school. There's no reason to have school if everybody's a 12th grader graduating. Right. And so if you look at it like that, we're still going to have school, but it, and it's still going to be K through 12. There's still going to be different levels of people that are leveled up to that, which is heart centered existence, love. And so that won't change. But the way in which we experience the planet, each other is going to change. Like you said, but the goal is always love. The goal is always at one with. And no one that's truly at one with. And just because you know they're showing me, just because those billionaires and millionaires know and have the secret, because that actually changes as well. But just because they know doesn't mean that they're at any higher level than the homeless person on the street. The homeless person on the street could be in in 12th grade of this, closest to that of true awakening and understanding and the person that knows energy and how energy works and how to manipulate energy, they could be at a kindergarten level, which Mm. so knowledge does not equal love. Yeah. That's really interesting. Cause I always think, I guess I've always imagined that the higher your sort of soul level is the more intuitive and um, connected you are. Yeah, what they're showing. But you're saying that's not true. What they're showing me in this moment is that's not true. Yeah, they they know, but that doesn't mean that they're closer to where that they want to go. Do they know on a cerebral level, or do they know on a like deep knowing level? Right? Because if you're if somebody goes in and like teaches you this in school, you can know. But then there are people that find this through their life and their heart, right? Or like paying attention, being connected. You know, understand the difference I'm describing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for example, I have been given information by way of books and whatever, right? So I kind of know. So they know on a book level, they know how to change a tire, for example, but they're using it in a very different way than maybe you and I would because we're more heart-centered. Yep, that makes sense. So like Jesus, if you look at Jesus, he knew 
but he was equally heart-centered. So there's a balance that has to happen there. What they're showing me in this moment is the infinity symbol. So it's like, it has to be equal heart balance and knowledge at the exact same time. That is what we're trying to like get to where, Mm. where, you know, and your heart centered at the exact same time in that frequency. And it's like a kismet explosion kind of thing that happens in the middle of the infinity symbol is how they're showing it, where all of it comes together at once, where all of a sudden it's like time is collapsing on itself for that soul, where perfect balance takes shape. Perfect balance is as happens between the equal knowing and faith. So knowing is faith. So these people have faith in energy, but they don't have the heart balance. That is why they keep coming back. Because mm-hmm. they're trying to get them to that kismet moment, that that one moment of existence when when matter kind of seems to disappear and energy It's like a, you know, when they split the atom, it's kind of like a splitting of the atom is how I see it in my head. Um, And so they're sending them back so that they can hopefully learn. And this is why you're like, they're showing, it's like, this is why you see a lot of tragedies in these families that know, think the Kennedys, is you see um, tragedies in these families. And it's to try to bring them to that kismet energetic moment of knowing and heart-centeredness all at once because it's almost like their knowingness um, is making an imbalance in their life so that they don't care that's why they're showing me that you have to come back you have to come back until there's a balance they care which is why the tragedies happen and we'll continue to see them happening the more powerful the person the harder they fall that's the reason This is so interesting. Okay, so this entity, who do they have a label, a name? Where are they coming from? So that we can come back to tapping in here. I just heard the name Clyde. Um, I'm not good with names. I never have been. Um, Even though one time I did a party and I got someone's initials, they were like, who am I going to end up with? And I was like, RH or something like that. And they like everyone in the room freaked out because the initials were right. And I was like, I was blown away. I'm like, I never do. I never do dates and names and shit like that. Anyways, um, it just. And not even for the sake of like naming the person. It's more just like identifying the energy, I guess, is the point. It's like the big black. (laughs) That's all I can see. It's like this big black, which you would think it would be scary because it is like black and gray. But I think it's just so that it comes off so entirely different than council. Council's like, I don't know, a hundred yards away, so to speak, fifty yards away, and floaty and colors, and has such like specific. They're just funny. Council's funny. I don't care. Like every time, and they're just they have like this focus. And this energy is totally different. It seems heavier, like. Like I said, it's just like this big, dark, dense energy, but not in a dark, negative way. It's more like it means business. It's very Mm. serious. It just has a very serious energy to it. I do kind of feel better, though, that we talked about this because I've been really kind of worried why I've been feeling so uncomfortable. And like I said, usually when I'm that agitated, it's because something's coming and this makes me feel better that it's this and not something else. It's something terrible. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Well, like everyone's yeah, like totally. dizzy and like kind of out of sorts and ir- like even Jim's like, what is going on with you? Like I'm just, I feel like a racehorse that they're just waiting to open the doors for the last week and it hasn't subsided. So I, I do feel better that hopefully that this is it and maybe I can do some meditation later on and channel it a little write bit. Write it out. Yeah. yeah. Write it out. Kind of mm-hmm. like calm and be calm into it. Yeah. Do you feel like this is an energy that's going to kind of like stick with you and be a guide to you moving forward or how does it feel? Yeah. And you know, what's really kind of interesting is as a, as a rule, energetically, the right side of my body is really um, always very awake. And this energy is all encompassing the left side of my body. So it's almost <laughs> like the right side of my body is still very much Meredith and very like I'm very used to the way that the right side of my body feels and the left side of my body is like always felt kind of numb not my physical body but my energetic body like it just felt 
has always felt numb. And it's, it, it's kind of fascinating that this is coming into only my left side, even like yeah. the left side of my temple, it keeps kind of like hurting a little bit during this. So I know there's a leveling up that's going on, which is probably the dizziness and, and so on and so forth this week, because they, they need to level you up to be able to hear and see them. Right. I think the thing that's so fascinating is like how real it is, but it's not in the room. Like I want everyone to understand like this thing is not in the room. It's just a knowing that it's there. Like you can yeah. feel it. You can feel, imagine like you're having a, a rager at your parents' house when you're a kid and you see lights pulling up the driveway, that heaviness, that that anticipation, that knowing that you're about to get in trouble or like what's coming, that type of energy is kind of how it feels. Like you just know, it's just, it's palatable knowing that right. you're about to get in trouble or that something's about to happen. That's the best way I can describe an entity or an energy or a spirit is you just know that it's about to happen or that it is happening, even though it hasn't happened yet. That's the only way I can describe it is, is mm-hmm. you just know. You just yeah, know that's you, really interesting. Yeah, you just know I shouldn't drive down this street, so on and so forth. But well, this has been good. Now I have to go pick yeah. up my daughter from softball camp. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and be a normal and, mom. And back to reality. Back, back to the to or, or back to non-reality, I guess. I know, right? Well, thank <laughs> you guys. And thank you, Allison, for like posing this. Now I at least know I'm not crazy and that I'm not dizzy for no reason. I appreciate uh, all of you guys listening. I know this has been a, I, I don't know, maybe it's been heavy. I don't one. know. It feels heavy to me, but I'm going to be interested to tap into it today and see what they say. So uh, we will see you here again or hear you again here next week. Thanks so much, Allison, as always, for being here with me. I appreciate you so much. And let's do this again next time. See you next time. Thanks for listening. If you would like to connect on a more personal level, head over to MeredithWillits.com or on Instagram at Meredith with a Y for behind the scene footage and outtakes. Please subscribe and come back each week for more Meredith with a Y. Thanks again for listening. Cheers.